0: Welcome to the multiverse of marketing! I am Crash and Bird, and with me, as always, is JR Sweetie. Hi! Hey, hey, hey! hey. Uh, how's, how's it going? How's it hanging, preferably?
1: <laughs> uh, it is hanging well. How's it going with you?
0: <laughs> uh not too bad uh, busy, busy, but not too uh in in a horrible way uh it when you're when you're having fun, time flies, and then you're dead. isn't that fantastic?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just just like fandom of this one property no I'm, I'm, i i I kid, I kid uh, this is one of those big ones uh that we have to cover in a couple of episodes because oh sweet Jesus, was I ever not expecting it to be this gargantuan mountain ha <laughs> ha
1: yeah it it, it is because i mean even even just covering the comics that's still three distinct eras uh two of which have no small number of books uh to to talk about and yeah it's it's a lot and yeah it, and that that's not considering
0: the toys the TV shows the different movies occurring in different timelines entirely yes you may have guessed it by now. This is Transformers! Robots who are really complicated.
1: <laughs> Transformers! More than meets the eye! Autobots please their battle to destroy the evil forces of the Decepticon!
0: Transformers! <laughs> <laughs> Right. The Transformers.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I do not envy any person getting into the fandom now, um, because yeah, I, I had the opportunity to sort of take each of these things on as they came. I can't imagine being someone who's just like, I watched one show, I really enjoyed that, I think I'll check out some of this other stuff, and then it's just like an avalanche of shit. Like, Oh yeah, no,
0: it is a fascinating experience to be like, you know, I I have a general sense about this property, I I remember watching it as a child, and then again as a child, and purchasing the toys and reading some of the comic books. You know, I think I will not feel out of touch or in a foreign land with this. And, and then you take one look at, Oh God, any of the last, I, I want to say 20 to 25 years. And it's like, I don't know what the fuck is happening. I yeah. need an adult. I need an adult.
1: Yeah. It's, it's insane. And like, even, you know we've talked about how even if you're just like okay i am just going to absorb the stuff from the 80s well okay. what does that mean are you going to do the cartoon or the comics if you're doing the comics which comics is it the us or the uk uh because they have they have an additional 80 issues worth of stuff uh in addition to the stuff that came out in the U S and then, you know, you're like, okay, I'll just watch the cartoon. Well, are you going to watch the cartoon as it, uh, as it came out in the U S or are you going to watch the cartoon as it came out in Japan? Because in Japan, they got three whole additional series plus because the movie came out two or three years later than it did everywhere else they came out with a brief ova uh called scramble city uh which is a completely different story from the movie that still introduces some of the characters so that you're not going from season two to season three um without knowing who the fuck you know like ultra magnus and some of these others are but god fucking help you if you go into the transformers fandom and refer to it as a replacement it is not a replacement for the movie it is simply a bridge from season two to three uh that came out because the movie did not come out for a couple more years and how that is different from a replacement i have yet to understand even after 30 fucking years so I don't know. <laughs> um,
0: I like the one that transforms into a truck. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's it's a lot. But uh so yeah.
0: <laughs> so uh, so yeah, w- w- to to really introduce uh a property like this, we have to kind of uh both give you an idea of our rough experience. Um you just got a general idea of of, of our experience in relative scale uh, there, but I, I will go into some detail, then uh, you'll go into some detail, and by then we'll, we'll be well underway. So, I was born in 1985. I was uh, a little too young to really enjoy the first wave of Transformers toys, but I had cousins who were of the age, and so... The hand-me-downs I did get, and and I had a ton of Transformers toys, and they were still selling them, and you could still watch the cartoon, the the uh, American, I think, f- first season or whatever. You know, you didn't pay attention to that when you were a kid. What? Uh, was
1: it, now, was it the one with the flipping transitions, or was it the one with the Cyber Cube?
0: Uh, the flipping transitions.
1: Okay. Just curious. Yeah.
0: Uh, and I had, I think I still have it. Uh, the very first radio I ever owned was, uh, it's in the shape of Optimus Prime's head. Uh, and it has the flat, two flaps, one that opens up, one that opens down. And the down one is an Autobot, like the under part of an Autobot face. And the up one is a Decepticon, which oh. is the, the upper part of it. Um, Yeah. And like, it's one of those things that it's like, how did you get this? I don't know. I I don't have a memory of that. I was too young. Uh, And so like, you know, whenever I caught it on TV, sporadically, I would love the fuck out of it and watch it. And everyone knew the characters on like a fundamental level. It's like, if you were a kid, anytime in the 80s, You know who the fuck Optimus Prime is, even if you've never necessarily watched the show. You just know by osmosis, probably, well, uh, osmosis and toy commercials. Toy commercials, osmosis, then toy commercials again.
1: So the cartoon. (laughs) So the cartoon.
0: Uh, So the cartoon. Uh, But yeah, like... You know, you knew who these characters were. You got the general idea. I may not have known the full story whatsoever, but I knew what Dinobot was, so I wasn't a complete rube. Uh, And then when... hmm, Here it comes. In the 90s, when they created the show in which they transform into animals, uh, known in Canada as Beasties... Which is just fucking adorable. Uh, uh, When that came out, uh, created in Canada, as Canadian television was very eager to tell us and repeat constantly, hey, this is this Canadian show. It's Transformers. Hey, it's a Transformers show from Canada. Canadian Transformers show. Can we call it its original title?
1: No. Oh. Uh (laughs) Well, yeah, because seeing characters shoot each other and kill each other is no problem at all. But if you call it a war, then Mm. children will be turned into bloodthirsty maniacs
0: i believe it specifically has something to do with the uh, uh, toys that are like war toys in canada at least used to be under a separate taxation hmm. than say like uh, peaceful toys i don't know it, it sounds like a robin williams film gone wrong uh, <laughs> anyway
1: no that that <laughs> makes sense the toy laws are weird you know
0: Toy laws are so fun. I mean yeah like like when Marvel argued that mutants were not uh people because people action figures have a higher taxation rate uh than creature yeah monster uh, uh toys oh you you cynical bastards, you uh we'll we'll get into that one because that's a that's a good one at some point, but uh so you know, I I loved the hell out of Beasties slash Beast Wars. I I had a couple of those toys. Um, the Megatron from that version is my absolute favorite.
1: Uh, which one?
0: Uh, it, design doesn't matter. Personality okay. matters. Fair uh, enough. Uh, no,
1: that he's an awesome he's an awesome character. Oh
0: uh, yeah, like when you meet your inspiration, and, and like she's just gorgeous. God, uh-huh. I love her. She's gorgeous. Uh <laughs> if if I could ever be a megalomaniacal lunatic, I would definitely be Beast Wars uh Beastie's uh Megatron. I yes. Quite, I quite
1: literally have I had that I I and the dragon one. Yeah, I don't have the dragon one anymore, but I have uh I have the original T-Rex and the Transmetal T-Rex and somewhere i have the very first beasties megatron oh the alligator uh, the alligator yes i no longer have bat primal and i really want to get him because i love that that figure yeah the alligator is a bit shit but the uh the bat <laughs> the alligator primal. really
0: is a bit shit yeah
1: yeah anyway sorry go ahead
0: yeah, so like I had, I had uh, Primal, the the Gorilla Primal, the Transmetal Primal, uh, the the Optimal Primal, I
1: Optimal guess. Optimus,
0: the, the yeah, Optimal Optimus, yeah, and I had uh, uh, the Transmetal Megatron and the Optimal Megatron,
1: uh, Transmetal Two Megatron. The naming that conventions in that sucks. show were real weird, but you the know, the
0: man is a dragon. Show respect. He is a megalomaniacal <laughs> Satan figure dragon who is gay as all hell. Oh, yeah. That show went so hard and it all it had to do was essentially copy paste transformers where characterization is as simple as this is the good guy and he gives good guy speeches. This is the bad guy. You can tell because his voice is raspy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They they went way harder than they needed to. I mean, the death of Dinobot. If nothing else, oh, like oh, honor, yeah,
0: ah, oh, honor, ah, oh, like 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 coming in Klingon. Oh, God.
1: honor. It is. I just tell my tale. Tell it truly, the good deeds and the bad. Ah, uh, the rest is silence. Like. Fuck, man. Right? This is a kid's show.
0: Yeah, and then they bring him back as a lobotomized zombie Frankenstein, who then makes the same moral decision to save the world. Well, you know... Fantastic.
1: You know, do you know the story of what was supposed to happen on that? Uh, not entirely, no. Okay, so this is slightly tangential. There was actually there's an episode in season three that's really terrible and it's like rat trap and depth charge doing a whole thing. And it's really kind of a fucking just garbage episode. Hmm. Um, I forget what it's called, uh, but that is terrible because they had to scramble to uh, replace what they were going to do which was an episode where Rat Trap finds a disk that has a backup of all of Dinobot's memories and mm. he embarks on a mission to go and find Transmetal 2 Dinobot who at that time was just like ah, I'm an asshole Blah. um Blah. and everything and they they succeed in getting the info into him but it seems they have failed um but in fact they succeeded it just took time and that's why mm. dino bot the transmetal 2 dinobots um talking about honor and shit out of nowhere uh occurs is because they fox kids felt that the episode they wrote was too dark, um, because it's quite literally like rat trap going into Transmetal Two Dinobots' mind and trying yeah. to find some hint of his dead friend, and not.
0: I'm, I mean, yeah, I, I can I can see why they pulled that. That's a shame because that's another episode that would have like cemented them as something truly classic, but like too dark, um. The main character dies in the cliffhanger of the first season mm-hmm. there is no too dark for the show
1: the second mm-hmm. season ends with Megatron shooting the original Optimus prime in the fucking face as in he- in the
0: fucking face
1: uh in order to rewrite time and it's just like yeah, but that was the part that was that was too far whatever yeah, yeah. um that, anyway. that was
0: a bridge, yeah that was a bridge too far and and then of course you know. <laughs> there came beast machines. Um I watched it, I don't understand it to this day, and I understand that it doesn't exist anymore, uh, theoretically.
1: Well. Uh, it exists. It exists. <laughs> it's That's the thing. <laughs> um
0: No one's really gonna draw from beast machines, are they?
1: Uh no. Oh. Oh, no, hold on. Oh, Uh, Uh, yeah, the IDW comics have drawn from literally every version of, uh, of Transformers, including some characters from Beast Machines.
0: See, I, the only characters from Beast Machines I can see anyone giving a crap about as Rhinox, or whoever the fuck he starts calling himself. Uh, Tankor, Uh,
1: I believe, was Rhinox. Yeah,
0: Tankor, uh whatever the concept of the green is, that whole thing. And that even crazier version of Megatron that ends with a giant floating head of himself. (laughs) I mean, like, the reason I watch Beast Machines is, oh, so you're you're taking Megatron full megalomaniacal godlike lunatic. Good. Good. Yeah. Thank you for following through on his ecclesiastic terrorism
1: oh yeah yeah it's phenomenal um yeah actually the the i want to try and find a beast wars megatron the one that actually transforms from his robot mode into a head because Mm -hmm. that's supposed to fit on fortress maximus oh my god so, <laughs> uh,
0: and any anyway, so um, yeah. Aside from suffering through the Michael Bay films, mm-hmm, 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 uh, that is my relationship with Transformers. I y- you think you know a property, and then you try to do an episode about it. So it turns out I I actually know very very little. I I thought I was in the know. How foolish. How naive.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, it's so I started watching when I was a kid. I was born in 1982. So I was it came out when I was two. um, mm-hmm.
0: But time moved slower back then. So stuff hung around.
1: Well, and also even once the original cartoon had ended, they rebroadcast it. Because when they were doing, like, the Generation 2 toys and things like that, they rebroadcast the original cartoon. Except that instead of the flipping uh, transitions, where it would be like, we're going from Autobots to Decepticons, so it'd go Autobot logo and then Decepticon logo. Uh, they had the Cyber Cube where one side would close, it would flip around a few times, and then another side would open. And it was uh, okay, CGI. Uh, okay,
0: uh, yeah. That, so <laughs> the way that Canadian television, uh, YTV, would get access to these kinds of things is they would eventually buy like packages from it. So it's not like right. in America where... The toy company would be like hey we have a new push you know we're going to talk to the networks and and get the uh, uh the show going again uh, in a uh, rerun uh there would be interest in canada and they would go out and purchase the season so season one in canada was always just that that basic flip one but i do remember seeing rarely because you know like Harder to purchase, possibly, or or they mm. there was less interest, or they moved the time around constantly. Uh, there was a couple of like season two or three or, or later anyway that had the animated cube. Yeah, and it's like okay, this is this is a good way of of now now I can like think about it of like oh yeah, so there there was a difference. Like I remember distinctly when YTV only owned the first season of Dragon Ball that was it that was it and then they got the first they never got further seasons of dragon ball that is it but then they got the first season of dragon ball z oh and they replayed that shit like in re on repeat for five years straight until they got past i want to say frieza five years of the same episodes repeating in order and then starting again. And you'd get to the end and be like, ah, no! Yeah. Five years! Uh Anyway, so that that's thus the way Transformers was brought to Canada.
1: <laughs> um. So, I... The first memories I have of watching the cartoon involved the Cyber Cube, but I know I had watched it previously because by the time I was my memories of the Cyber Cube I was already way on board um (laughs) but yeah so you know I the movie the movie was jarring like the movie the movie was something that um it was not just the death of Optimus Prime That was the big one. I mean, yes. But it cannot be overstated how much the movie came in and was just like, hey, all of the characters you liked, they're getting pieced the fuck out. Even if Mm -hmm. they didn't die on screen, they didn't really appear all other than like the Dinobots. But the Dinobots went from this incredibly individualistic subgroup of Autobots who chafed taking orders and things like that to fucking idiots. Like that's, that's their purpose in season three is just how dumb can we make the uh, Dinobots? And, um, so the movie was really jarring because it was, it was just like death left, right and center. Um, so like
0: I, I, I never got to experience it in that way because, um, again, one of my cousins who enjoyed it had uh, a couple of copies of like issues of the Transformers comic, the the Marvel Transformers uh, comic that started it all. You know, like the the was essentially the the ground zero for the laying out of of the canon, uh, and. I one of one of those issues specifically. So there was the Spider-Man issue, there was the one where Optimus becomes. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Power Master, Optimus.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: so- sounds kinky. Yeah.
1: the yeah, that was one of the way later ones because that was actually toward the end of the run, um, yeah. because the series the series largely ended with unicron there were a couple of issues after it but by that but then it was canceled and they had to wrap it up uh yeah. but optimus prime but, makes peace with Scorponok and then they're both killed uh, yeah and
0: like it's that issue was the third issue that i had so like very early on in my understanding of transformers my only like solid referenceable pieces of continuity was uh, one spider-man um so that's fucking nonsense two an Optimus prime i did not fucking recognized yeah at all uh and three unicron killing cybertron uh death 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 death, death and then optimus dying at the end and it's just i don't i don't have that shock moment in my memory that other people do of Optimus, no!
1: Because wow. it was in this issue, Optimus dies. Oh. You, you got to bear in mind though, the comics are a different animal because Optimus dies like three or four times in the comics. <laughs> like within the first 10 issues of the Transformers comic, Optimus Oh yeah, and Prime, I had that
0: one too. Uh, the
1: Transformers are all dead. Well, there's, so there's a, there's an issue early on in the Transformers comic where Optimus challenges Megatron to a game Mm -hmm. and uh, Megatron cheats, but he, what, Optimus Megatron cheats. Yeah, I know. Hard to believe who could have seen that coming uh and optimus is like well still he won i have to keep up my end of the bargain and he fucking self-destructs and it's just like <laughs> so you know the thing about it is in the cartoon death death wasn't really a thing i mean there was there was a there was an episode where Megatron got kind of tired of Starscream and kind (laughs) of ripped out some of his internal stuff and Starscream seemingly died, but he was back and everything. Most kids just watched the cartoon. Mm -hmm. They did not have that thing of, they die all the time. It'll be fine. He'll come back. Uh, It was, it was, um... You saw these characters dying, straight up dying for the first time, seeing the light in their eyes go out and like seeing (laughs) Optimus Prime say goodbye and then turn gray and stuff like that. So, yeah, it was it was jarring and. Um, it was little, not... little,
0: little bitches. If you want to see Optimus Prime die, you read the comic. He dies. I mean, like, I'm pretty sure in the follow up issue when they're like gathered around his corpse, um, there was more left to Alex Murphy than Optimus.
1: It's, I mean, yeah, like he in the generation two comic, he's straight up devoured. There is like nothing left of Optimus yeah. Prime. Um, so it happened all the time there, but in the cartoon, it was not like that. And, you know, they really, they really did not, uh, plan for how big an effect that was going to have. Um, you know, yeah, and they would, they would have sold, uh, collector
0: editions of, uh, Optimus if they knew that. Oh yeah.
1: Well, so. Deaths for so the that was, you know, I was way into that and then of course Beast Wars came along and I was just like this is fucking great with Machine Wars in between. Machine Wars was interesting. Um
0: like I'm vaguely aware of Machine Wars but it I th- I think uh if anything I thought it was just a toy line name not like an actual
1: it was it was thing just a toy line there was no there was no Uh. accompanying media whatsoever it was just uh let's repaint a bunch of toys and call them something else um great yeah it was it was really filler uh until and then beast wars came out beast machines There was supposed to be a third series, but that got canceled after the response to Beast Machines. Um, And then, you know, when I got. When I started being like super online uh, (laughs) in college, (laughs) uh, I started hanging out on Transformers message boards. um, And I got real involved. I became a moderator in a few sub forums and. I wrote toy reviews and a bunch of other shit and uh ultimately though the last year or two have kind of killed my interest in a lot of it because for for two reasons. Number one, the fans. The fans. Mm. Uh, I made a lot of friendships in that fandom. Uh but as with everything, you know, Transformers was kind of my main fandom for a really long time. That was the fandom I was most plugged into. I liked other shit, but the one that I was online the most talking about and engaging with was Transformers. And uh the best and worst part of any franchise is the fans. It can be really cool to meet a bunch of other people who like the same shit you do, but at a certain point, you get sick of the bullshit. You get sick of seeing people complain about the same stuff over and over and over again. And in the case of Transformers, it was every time something new came along, they hated it. Until it, until it had come out and been around for a while, and then they're just like, I always loved that, and it's like, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. you're a this? fucking liar.
0: What is this Star Wars fandom?
1: I, you know, personally, it it depended. Like there were there were things I did not like. I did not like car robots slash robots in disguise. That's fine, but it was it was every single time. Every time a new corner of the fandom was created, uh, whether it was Bayformers, whether it was Transformers animated, whether it was, you know, it was always the same. It was like, this is bullshit. This does not look exactly like it did when I started watching. Therefore, this is going to fail. I made a hundred bucks off of some dude when uh, the Michael Bay Transformers movie came out because he was like, this isn't even gonna last a month in theaters, and I'm like, I bet you're wrong. And he's like, hundred bucks, and I'm like, yeah, sure. Um, and so after after a month, a month after the first movie came out, I went and bought a newspaper and I highlighted all of the showings, and I was just like, all right,
0: hundred bucks, gimme.
1: Uh, and that dude had like four kids. So uh, <laughs> they probably went a little hungry that week, but whatever. That dude was wrong and he deserved it. But every hey, hey, single... listen,
0: don't place a bet if you can't pay it up. There you go. That's
1: what I'm saying. Uh, every single time something new came along, Transformers animated kid. All there was was a single image. It was a single group shot. Uh, mm-hmm. Nobody knew anything about this show and people were like this is fucking awful look at those designs who the fuck is that even supposed to be that optimus prime looks like shit that bumblebee is stupid as hell who is this black motorcycle what is that supposed to be and it's just like you know you could at least wait until we have something besides a single static image. And now if you talk to those same people they're just like Transformers animated is one of the best series of all time and it's like yeah maybe if you just waited a couple of months you wouldn't look like a fucking idiot every time.
0: Is that the one where they have the big chins? Oh uh, yeah. Okay. I, I like I I can understand how that could draw a little bit of heat at first but like as you say it's not because of, of its design style. It's because they are a rage machine at that point, and it is content. Therefore, it has nothing to do with anything. Otherwise, the criticisms would have continued if they were valid. Right? They did not, as as you say, they were dropped. And now, yeah, I, I remember people talking about like online, like like online or on you YouTube or something like that, saying like, "Oh yeah, no, like that show." that has the deepest characterization of any Transformers ever. And like, we get tragic figures and everything. And I'm like, the, the one with the big chins. Okay. All well, right. Well, yeah, the, there's like, some, hey, color me surprise.
1: There's some really deep shit in, uh, in, and I'll tell you, Transformers animated has one of my favorite toys of all time. The Transformers animated blur is not only a great figure, Uh, it is the only toy that I have. So it's blur. He's fast. Mm. Uh, (laughs) the, the figure can actually be placed in a full blown running position, balancing on a single leg and stay that way. It is
0: such a well
1: balanced figure. It is so well designed. Like I actually had it on my shelf for some time. This was before I had a kid who uh, stomps everywhere. Oh, um, uh, but <laughs> it was, it was, it was a, and it wasn't a little bit of running. Just like it was full blown, like one leg like this, the other way back here, and just like yeah, <laughs> um. And Improper it's proper flash running, not yeah, it was full blown speed skating, yeah. Um, so yeah, but so that was problem number one. Problem number two is that Hasbro uh constantly caters to those people now. Um, mm. it is, it used to be that at any given time you would have the main line, which was whatever new weird thing they came up with. That was designed to get new fans into it. Uh, so you would have Transformers animated, you would have robots in disguise, you would have Transformers Prime doing new stuff, coming up with new characters, blah 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 blah. And then there may be some stuff for the fans. you would have the classics line or the generations line. Um, anymore they don't they don't do that anymore the last uh series the main the last main series i can recall that actually had like new characters created was 2015 something like maybe 2016
0: Mm
1: -hmm. uh they just the comics have come up with new characters but the sh- the shows, the stuff that is ostensibly their main thing, has just been wallowing in nostalgia nonstop, and it's fucking exhausting. Um, so that all of that, and then also Hasbro doing NFTs, and like, oh
0: that yeah, always oh, oh, a smart move. NFTs so so hip, so popular.
1: You're fucking already. <sighs> you're already a company that deals in petrochemicals. Like, do you need to make it worse? Do you need to burn the earth faster? Anyway, (laughs) whatever. So,
0: yeah. But like, here's the thing. This IP is that ridiculous, complicated. Its fandom is that ridiculous and complicated. And its history is that ridiculous and complicated that we have had to take This almost 40 minutes of a a part one episode to just air all of that out. We like, we next episode, we're gonna get into like what the comics runs actually, where we'll, we're just gonna like, here's what you know we'll, we'll do an intro of the marvel one that started it all then the series is that came after we're not going to like fixate on any of them we're just going to do a basic rundown and and give you know like your your ideas and reactions to them uh, but if we had attempted to go series by series and then discuss the issues this would have been an eight episode fucking mini series we we had to to take the majority of an hour to like dig into these things because as much as like there's a lot of trek and trek can be problematic there's a lot of star wars and star wars nerds are the worst i've never seen the company that produces the ip the the company behind it almost make it intentionally worse constantly like like push the worst. DC is definitely being really bad the last couple of years about all that and Warner Brothers. But traditionally they haven't done that. It seems that Hasbro, it's it's their professional mantra. It is their their primary corporate ethos is fuck them, and. It, I've never seen that before in, in such a long-running IP that is so popular and so widespread.
1: I, yeah, it is. Look, every company is going to see its its customers as nothing but a bunch of wallets. Hasbro hmm. is the worst about it, though. Like, of of the things that I like, I look at Hasbro more often than not at this point, and I'm just like, huh. uh, because their um, their corporate motto should really just be uh, something along the lines of like, "You buy another Optimus Prime yet?" Because <laughs> I cannot. There's a there's always been optimus prime toys Mm -hmm. there you know it's that's fine but like the sheer number of crimes that they have put out in the last 10 years um there are two or three masterpiece optimus primes there's multiple in classics generations legacy uh war for cybertron and all of those they they just it's like it's like wolverines in marvel legends it is there is going to be a version of optimus prime in each wave of each line um maybe more than one and it's going it's going to be effectively the same prime every single we're not we're not getting like What if Optimus Prime was a was a fucking beach buggy or anything like that? It's just like, we kind of retooled it a little bit. Look, his fingers like this instead of like this. And it's just like, fuck you. And it's a shame they don't take
0: from what I I believe it was Mattel who had uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. uh, um, uh, Toy Biz. Toy Biz. Uh, it's a shame they don't take from the uh, the Toy Biz model for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, where it's like, okay, you want a variation? Cool. These ones are all hockey players.
1: Oh no, they're, d- this they're, they're doing this one's a detective. That now. They're doing that oh good. Now. They are they are now doing the Transformers X other property. Uh, so they have the Jurassic Park. Uh, like the they have the 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 Jurassic Park uh SUVs uh the transform into robots they had a blackbird from X-Men they came out with a DeLorean they came at like they're they're full on doing the Trek turtles the Universal Monsters turtles they are doing that no worries they are full on doing that that shit good
0: what 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 I would like to see is the line crossed uh uh so they're, they're still approaching it as Transformers. Uh, It's the DeLorean, but it transforms into a robot. That's not what I want. What I want is is a normal, like, Transformer in its vehicle mode. You can't tell anything's different. But when you Transform it, it has a new hat. And it's wearing a, a Hawaiian shirt. You can't tell it's a Hawaiian shirt until you Transform it.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. They would, they, I have no doubt. That someone has tried to figure that out. but uh,
0: (laughs) Accessories. Accessories. So what is a Transformer?
1: So Transformers began as two separate toy lines in Japan. You had Microchange and you had Diaclone. There are the odd ones from the first couple of years that may have come from somewhere else. Like uh, the original Jetfire famously was a Valkyrie from Macross, um, things like that. Shockwave, I think, came from another toy line. Um, But by and large, it was Microchange and uh, Diaclone. Diaclone was a standard mecha series. Uh, It's why a lot of the original Transformers, even like the Dinobots, had cockpits, um, is because they actually had small pilots that they came with, um, because the original toys were nothing more than um non-sentient uh fighting machines. Uh Microchange on the other hand, Micro Change was the stuff they were the ones who uh like Bumblebee, Cliff Jumper, Sea Spray, uh things like that came from Micro Change, if I'm not mistaken as well as all of the stuff that turned into household items, Perceptor, um, the uh, Soundwave, you know, on and on and on. Um, Meg- Megatron was actually chosen primarily because he matched up in terms of size with Optimus Prime. If not for that, they'd have released another there was actually another gun transformer called Browning. Uh, That's a bad name. Do what?
0: That's a bad name.
1: Well, you know, they were just, it's a gun, it's a gun brand. And so yeah. they're like, his name is Browning, whatever. Um, just, oh, but... he's
0: Browning his pants. <laughs> I mean, like, like, I'm sorry. No, the yeah, I get the it. difference between Browning and Megatron is like.
1: Yeah. Know. Um. But he was too small. Um, Ah. So even though he was ostensibly a better figure than Megatron, Mm -hmm. he was too small compared to Optimus Prime. Um, But so Hasbro licensed all of these toys and um, threw them all together and said, these are all going to be a single thing. And then brought it to Marvel. Um, and said this is our new toy line make it into something and so a lot of the work was done by Bob Budiansky even though Bill Mantlo, uh wrote the original few issues Bob Budiansky was the one behind the scenes coming up with who all of these characters were um, mm-hmm. and it is notable in terms of Giant Mecha series that Transformers is the first one that actually has full-blown sentient robots. Um everything like this prior to that had primarily been uh just a machine. Uh mm-hmm. but Transformers was like no these are actual characters um and so Marvel television worked on the TV show while Marvel comics was getting the comic around. Uh, the comic started. Um, and like I said, it was written by Bill Mantlo. Uh, Bill Sinkevich did the original covers for the mini series. Um, and it was not great. Um, no,
0: no, and yeah, like uh, rereading the original Marvel series for this, uh, I definitely walked away going, "Wow, that is a fucking mess." Like, it's it's an attempt to fill pages. Well, yeah, I, uh, and that's that's the best I can possibly say about it. Like, you know, the characters are a little more uh, detailed than they were in the cartoon. You know, like there there's there's relative character growth. Things occur. Uh, there's more room for storytelling, but it often feels like someone's looking at the page count and going, I, j- "I just need six more." Yeah. Uh, uh, fuck it, uh, they go to Dairy Queen. Yeah, you know, like they're 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 doing their best to just just meet their goddamn deadline. Yeah, and it's a mess. It's
1: um, a mess. And so Bob Budiansky. Wound up becoming the regular series writer and wrote it for the first... After the original miniseries and things, uh, he wrote until the mid-50s in terms of issue number. Um, Mm. After that, it was taken over by the guy who was writing the UK comics, Simon Furman. And it is... uh, So, when I said that the UK comic has 80 additional issues, what you have to understand about Marvel UK at that time was that their comics came out weekly. Mm -hmm. So, what they did was they took the monthly issue and divided it up into four sections and put a chunk out each week. then. The rest of the issue they had to fill, and so Simon Furman was writing tons and tons of additional uh story uh for years um, you get you get very little of Galvatron in the in the original run of the comic other than in mm. like the movie adaptation, but he was he was Traveling back in time, left, right, and center in the UK comics, um, and the comic as a whole, like you said, there's a lot of there's a lot of filler. There's a lot of uh, big thing happens, and we kill off a bunch of characters so we can bring out other characters because Hasbro was saying, hey, we have these new toys find a way to work them in and it's like i've already got like 40 characters here i'm going to have to kill a few of them off um so overall in the us it wound up being 80 issues uh plus a couple of mini series like gi joe versus transformers uh where bumblebee got blown up and rebuilt into goldbug <laughs> Uh, the Headmasters mini series, and so on and so forth. Um, then it got canceled because of low sales, which, mm-hmm. you know, time comes for us all. Um,
0: well, and once you've passed the Unicron arc, what are, what are you doing? Just like let that be the end of it. You have some new characters and like a con- concept of like, well,. Uh here's a new hope for stories and and maybe the war won't return to Cybertron but we'll see you know yeah. like they just the, the war has ended in a catastrophic near apocalypse but some form of Cybertronian civilization has survived and will rebuild but that's a story from another time and like you know let it just die there but instead yeah they kind of like attempted to milk it past there just for a little bit
1: well so after Unicron um the brief alliance between the Autobots and the Decepticons ends and Optimus Prime kicks them the fuck out. Uh they are exiled from Cybertron and that's where they where the Decepticons are left off at the end of the original Generation 1 comic. Um mm-hmm. There are a couple of interesting things that happened over the course of I I love weird rights shit. Um, and there are a couple examples of this because um for one thing, there's Death's Head. Death's Head was a character created by Simon Furman for the comic. And if you're familiar with Death's Head you either really, really like him or you find him incredibly fucking irritating.
0: There was nothing more disappointing and frustrating than in the late 90s uh, at at magazine stores and and, and like bookstores, at least uh, in the part of Canada I lived in, you could get uh, triple uh, comic grab bags and they would be like random comics from... Maybe as as late as, like, or as early as the mid-80s and as late as the mid-90s. Something like that. And you could tell what the first two are and the middle one, you had no fucking clue. Mm -hmm. That middle one was always a goddamn Death's Head comic. And it's just, oh, you bastards. You sucked me in with the world of Krypton and then you fucked me.
1: Yeah. Well, Death's Head death set is interesting purely from a rights issue because um generally generally speaking you know if a character is created for a comic for a licensed comic um invariably the comic company winds up owning them um that's what happened with the micronauts uh even after uh the license ran out marvel still owns arcturus ran they still own bug they still own all of the characters they created they've just Mm -hmm. lost the rights to like baron karza and a croyer and so on and so forth so death's head appears in the transformers comics He changes size according to what they need at any given time. Because if you look at Death's Head in the comics where he appears with the Transformers, he is the same size as them. Mm -hmm. If you see him in a comic where he's dealing with humans, he's the same size as them. And they have attempted over the years to uh, explain why that happened. But it's funny because it is an alternate version of Death's Head who not only encountered the Transformers, uh, he also encountered Doctor Who. Uh, The characters, (laughs) he encountered the Doctor. And so, you know, what the fuck ever. But... What the fuck ever. They also have a character named uh, Circuit Breaker, who is a human woman whose life was destroyed by robots, blah, blah, blah. And now she's got electrical powers and she can... Futs with uh, electricity and stuff like that. Uh, She can mess up electronics, whatever. Marvel, even, even though by rights, they should have had the rights to her, they wanted to make super sure they were going to be able to continue using that hot new character, Circuit Breaker. So they had her appear first in secret wars then she appeared in transformers uh just so that they could make absolutely sure they retained the rights to her and then they never fucking did anything with her uh so
0: uh, uh pure marvel yeah yes
1: uh, but this original run i will say ratchet is a badass in the in the original run he takes on megatron by himself he winds up in a transporter accident that fuses them into uh a moaning uh, abomination that just wants to die and stuff like that um yeah and and like i I've, I've always so the the early
0: issues of it are pretty 1980s marvel approach but uh, by the time you reach like the unicron saga uh they've switched main artist and whoever that is uh god they are fluid uh i love well i mean it's terrifying but i love the way that melting metal looks at, in the hands of that artist because like it's the same person who who drew that version of uh, uh ratchet and megatron and it looks fucking horrific and painful and real it it looks m- in motion you know yeah there's there's something special about it and it it makes the the horrible deaths of everyone on Cybertron like horrific like scorpionock melts but he's still alive when it happens
1: yeah um was that Wildman yeah that was Andrew Wildman who did a lot of the uh of the later Transformers issues some of them are really frustrating because I think it's Wildman who also, when he draws characters, a lot of their faces will basically be like a silver human being, but they'll have like a helmet plastered onto their head. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, a lot of it is is really odd at times, but he does do that sort of robotic body horror really well. Um, it, it,
0: it's, it's a trade-off. Yeah. You get the great robotic body horror and in exchange for that, every character looks like they're from Starlight Express.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um. So the comic, the comic ended in, I believe, 1991. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there was kind of nothing for a couple of years. And then they introduced the generation two comic. And the Generation 2 comic picks up where the Generation 1 comic left off in that the Decepticons are exiled and the Autobots are trying to figure out what to do now that there's ostensibly peace. Fortunately, they don't have to start beating their swords into plowshares just yet because it turns out that long, long ago, when Transformers first started evolving, um, Mm -hmm. they had the ability to reproduce. They could effectively bud, (laughs) Um, and (laughs) new Transformers would be created from that. Um, After a certain point, that ability shut itself off. However, during the millions of years... That the autobots and decepticons were in stasis on Earth, that ability turned back on again uh, for the transformers that were out fucking there. Um yeah, and what happened was that those transformers, two things happened. number one, they came out a little wrong, okay? and then number 2 uh they decided you know fighting amongst ourselves is kind of stupid um we should just go out and take over everybody else and so they create the cybertronian empire and start going from planet to planet um the uh you know pillaging I don't know, maybe, maybe rating, and I don't know, uh, but then Optimus gets wind of this. Megatron, meanwhile, is rebuilt by Cobra into his Generation Two camouflage tank body, so he's I'm running. Sorry, uh,
0: can we take a moment at uh, Cobra? Yeah. As in, Cobra. Yeah. Cobra.
1: Yes, the GI. Okay, G- then. The G.I. Joes feature heavily in uh in the comics. Um so the Cybertronian Empire, though, is led by a guy named Giaxis. Um mm-hmm. and he gets he try he tries initially to bring Prime and the Autobots on board uh with their goals, but then Prime and the Autobots see them just slaughtering people and they're like, uh ah! That's not okay. And G-Axis is like, well, I guess I'm going to have to kill you. Um, meanwhile, there's a thing called the swarm. The swarm is, it winds up being the, uh, the whatever is left over when those transformers would reproduce asexually. And they just travel around consuming. Uh... Ultimately, in the series, Prime dies yet again because he Mm -hmm. allows the swarm to consume him, knowing that as they do, they will consume, they will start to consume the matrix of leadership and thus be exposed to it. And when they are, they wind up developing a conscience and they're just like, hey, sorry, bud, we'll leave you all alone. But, of course, Optimus Prime is dead, so they bring him back. The yes, Swarm, interestingly, never really did anything with them again in terms of the comics, but the Vok from Beast Wars were actually meant to be an evolved form of the Swarm. Everything that the Vok were doing was meant to be like them trying to trying in the worst possible way to rectify their mistakes back there. Um,
0: Wow, that is some circuitous storytelling.
1: Well, you know, originally Beast Wars was not supposed to be, it was supposed to be its own thing. And uh, people were very angry when they found out they were doing it. In fact, they got death threats because again, Transformers fans hate anything new. Um, but eventually, like when they started on it, they started talking to some Transformers fans and they started saying, oh, there's some actually interesting things here. And that's how you get stuff like Star Starscream's Ghost uh, taking over Waspinator and things like that. And then as they learned more and more, they started tying it in a lot more until eventually you got stuff like season two and three where they find the arc and things like that. Mm -hmm. so um but after like 12 or 13 issues uh the comic was canceled again and that was it for nearly a decade um until which is
0: impressive considering that during that decade beast wars slash beast machines happened. you you would assume that they would have tried a tie-in
1: they didn't not until not until um idw was that the first time i don't know i think whatever um yeah it was not until uh 2001 i think Mm. that uh superstar artist pat lee's Dreamwave Comics, uh, then got the license, but, um, that leads us into our next bit.
0: Yeah, that, yes, exactly. Uh, uh, so, surely it can't get more complicated. Well, uh, more fool eye as we dive into episode two, uh, next week, and the part where I, I, and I, I, I remember clearly reading in Wizard Magazine, oh, They're bringing back Transformers. Oh, wow. Pat Lee's drawing it. Um, That looks um, really complicated.
1: um, His name is Superstar Artist Pat Lee.
0: My mistake. Superstar Artist Pat Lee is drawing it. And of course, it looks very Superstar Artist Pat Uh, Lee-ish. Very complicated. And then I tried to read an issue and it went, oh, 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 okay. Okay. And I went right back to Marvel Knights. Thank you very much.
1: Well, we will we will get into why that is next time.
0: <laughs> and if you have any response to this episode or want to warn us off, don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, contact the show. Uh, you can email us at... Mm-hmm. We have an email.
1: Yes. Multiversomarketing at gmail.com. <laughs> Not of. Oh, marketing.
0: Oh. Oh Marketing.
1: Uh, multiverse of Marketing at gmail.com was inexplicably taken. So yes. uh we are multiverse <laughs> oh, marketing at gmail.com. Uh we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're in your dreams, haunting them. Uh <laughs> so we're under the Christmas tree on a bright
0: Reagan tastic 80s morning.
1: Right. So If you would like to see us tackle something, you can reach us there. If not, you can yell down into your basement. If you don't have a basement, yell into the crawl space under your house and uh, yell what you want us to hear. We will hear you. We will hear you. Uh, And we can add it to the list. So. The list. The list. uh, list. So, yeah. Yeah. The next time, like like we said, it will be uh, superstar artist Pat Lee's Dreamwave comics doing Transformers. And that will be a lot of fun. I have motherfucking opinions. <laughs> well, uh, I can't wait to hear
0: your motherfucking opinions.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, bye. Bye.